0: This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to get to visit with Kristen McDermott-Woodrum. Kristen's the partner at McGuire Woods who focuses on digital healthcare and healthcare, also works a lot with private equity funds who work in healthcare. Kristen, can you take a moment to introduce yourself, and then we'll talk with Kristen about what issues she's watching currently, what are things top of mind for digital health and healthcare. Kristen?
1: Well, thank you, Scott, and Happy New Year. Um, I'm Kristen McDermott-Woodrum, partner in the Atlanta office in McGuire Woods, and focus on the healthcare industry, transactional regulatory matters, hospitals, health systems, digital health, and private equity investment, among other um, clients and matters. And um, as as we enter into 2023, I feel like I'm getting caught up um, on news and podcasts and getting back to normal. And during my commute this week, um, listening to the news and some of your business minutes, Scott, um, which are really concise but still insightful, you know, learned a lot. But based on all your sports references, I realized you were probably following a lot of the college football bowl games. Um, I think the state of Georgia is still celebrating UGA's victory earlier this week. Um, but very timely. Yesterday you talked about the college football transfer portal and how last year's change to the NCAA rules are allowing division one football and basketball players to transfer one time without being required to sit out a year of competition. And the impact this is having, not just for athletes who can take opportunities without sitting out or feeling stuck somewhere that's not a great fit, but for the college football um, you know, programs and basketball, Giving lower-tier programs and teams with gaps an opportunity to snag talent immediately, um, and the impact it's having teams like TCU and, and Tulane go Green But on a similar note, late last week the FTC released a proposed rule that would broadly ban non-compete agreements between employers and workers nationwide. And you know I can't overstate the kind of importance of this rule. It's going to take a while to. Fully digest what its potential impact could be and what it's going to look like when it's finalized, but been focused on that and working with an interdisciplinary group to um, kind of evaluate that rule and come up with a roadmap for what we would do um, in this interim period to advise clients and, and structure contracts and transactions to, to fully protect, um, you know, the interests of our, our clients who are typically the employers to the extent possible.
0: and and take a moment on that because like yesterday we had a physician call who's part of a large client they and a whole number of physicians want to leave that clinic um you know large clinic affiliated health system but they have non-competes and so they and they're non-competes that came out of just employment not out of somebody buying a business or something like that because it's more likely the ftc proposal would allow non-competes coming out of the buying of a business but not out of just direct employment so you know, fast forward. If the FTC actually outlawed non-competes and they were allowed to do so, and God knows if they have the constitutional power to do that, that would change a lot of these these disputes because now this group of physicians could just leave without any concern about a non-compete. So th- this is a big issue in healthcare. It's a big issue in a lot of businesses where executives, leaders have non-competes. Generally, the law firms, we don't have non-competes, just for anybody that's interested in that. Um, There might be some rules on do you get your capital back or not, depending on how quickly you go and what you do. There's trade secrets. There's things you can't solicit other lawyers. You can't solicit other clients. But there's not really non-competes. But in healthcare and a lot of businesses, they're very common. Are people at all yet talking about, and in the reference to the transfer portals right on, it used to be that you couldn't transfer schools and play for another school without sitting out a year, so it really discourages transfers. Now, the third or fourth string players at other places go to other schools where they could start and have a chance to develop the bona fides for a pro career. Here, a physician who wants to leave or an executive wants to leave with an non-compete is really restricted. Without an non-compete could go and start right away someplace else not sit out one to two years. Is there any sort of indication yet or a lot of discussion yet about whether the FTC actually has the right to do this and will do this and what that might look like?
1: Great point, Scott. Um, I think there's a lot of talk about whether the FTC actually has the authority to do this, and I do think there will be legal challenges. The comment period will be 60 days from the date the rule is published in the Federal Register, so I'm sure we'll see interesting comments as well. Um, Notably, the day before they released the rule, they um, issued complaints against, I think, three different employers and some executives under the same authority that they used to make this rule, which is this standalone authority under Section 5 of the FTC Act, based on a finding that non-competes constitute an unfair method of competition. And they had outlined this authority in a November policy statement. The FTC Act has been around, I think, since 1914. And so this is a, a kind of a change and a shift of how the FTC would exercise their authority and a little bit of a shortcut. And, um, in layman's terms, not having to show unreasonable restraints of trade under their traditional antitrust standards. So um, I think that we could see, you know, some actions, challenges to the enforcement that they've initiated. Um, potentially see, you know, some charges that they don't have the authority to um, to make this rule. It's an impermissible delegation of legislative authority. Um, and somebody could even, you know, sort of the major questions doctrine, which the Supreme Court had applied last year in a case West Virginia versus the EPA. And under that doctrine, under extraordinary cases of political and economic significance, an agency must be able to show a clear statement from Congress authorizing its action. And so and I expect we'll we'll see a lot of chatter and, and see some action on all those fronts and probably others.
0: <laughs> so, so take a second though because in not-for-profit healthcare, which is the majority of the audience for Becker's Healthcare, not-for-profit, for, there are a lot of for-profit healthcare too. For not-for-profit healthcare, this would apply mostly to physicians under employment agreements, senior executives and so forth, the people most likely to have non-competes. In 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 for-profit healthcare, surgery centers have non-competes tied to ownership, not necessarily employment. Um, All kinds of private equity sponsored companies have non-competes with their physician acquisitions, their physician practice management companies, and and so forth, as well as maybe at the private equity fund themselves. Um, But there's really a very vast array of places where people have non-competes. And and I take it from a hospital and health system perspective, they're at the very early stages of trying to evaluate what this might mean for them, but but probably not yet putting a lot of resources into trying to figure out, figuring there's still a lot of uncertainty to it. Is my guess as to where hospital senior leadership is at right now, like this is another headache in a year where hospitals' health systems have so many financial challenges, so many headaches that, that they probably aren't really seguing into dealing with this until they get a until there's a step closer to it being reality, I take it.
1: Yeah, um, that's right. I do think that it's worthwhile to consider whether some changes in the interim period may be warranted. Um, And, you know, based on my initial read and continuing to dig into this, have a meeting on it later this week, it's important that the scope of it's really broad and that it is all workers, um, you know, including paid and unpaid employees, independent contractors, and that it is retroactive. So it would include going to people who are currently employed or who are subject to a prior non-compete and telling them, you know, this has been um, terminated, it's not enforceable, you know, but it is narrow in that it's for sort of practicing your profession, um, you know, those employers and workers. So, sale of business, franchises, although the FTC has solicited comments on kind of where to draw the line but still it's going to be tricky. I mean when you're working with a large physician practice whether they're selling, you know, assets or equity to, you know, a private equity company um, or to a hospital, you can structure non-competes for, you know, operating competing businesses, but you can't restrict them under, you know, state and now maybe the FTC rule that don't that don't allow non-competes for practicing a profession, which is different. Um, And so there would, you know, maybe need to be other ways to have that stickiness. You know, the FTC itself had said there are other ways to um, protect interests. Certain states, including California, ban non-competes currently. And so a lot of times you rely on confidentiality and non-disclosure agreements, trade secret protections, um, you know, non-solicit protections. Um, But, you know, that depends on the enforceability in each state and some it's harder and some it's easier.
0: Right, no, certainly Certainly, some states have different types of bans on non-competes or physician non-competes, right? California's been very challenged for non-competes. Texas has got rules that you need to be able to buy out of non-competes. There's ways to limit the non-competes. Yeah. But 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 even so, nationally, like a private equity fund's not gonna spend a ton of time buying a practice management platform or practice management or practices, unless they're pretty confident that the physicians can't leave pretty quickly because they buy it with the expectation to pay it back over several years. Um, Hospitals might employ physicians with non-competes. Doesn't really change the landscape that much, but they probably wouldn't acquire practices and pay a lot of money for acquiring practices. And part of that's already done anyways. There's not as much of that going on anyways, but there might be some of it still without knowing they had restraints and competition.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, the valuation of the business, you know, assumes that you have an ongoing business and you need sort of that core of employees to continue working at the business and to be able to enforce the terms of an employment agreement during the term and then ideally for a tail period to justify paying the purchase price you're paying. So, you know, the FTC talked about the financial benefit to employees of this rule, but did not. Look at any sort of downstream impacts on transaction structures, valuations, prices that get passed on to consumers, reduced salaries.
0: Yeah, no. The, the The narrative from the FTC will be that this is good for workers, good for employees, without really doing a lot of real deeper looking at the consequences to, you know. It, to business, to everything. It, it it really will try and drive a narrative that this is good for workers, good for employees, and so be it. This is where we're going. And so we'll ultimately see where the FTC comes out on this. Uh, and also, in the Chamber of Commerce has always weighed, has already weighed in negatively on it and said they're going to weigh in a lot more. But it'll be interesting to see whether it passes, then what impact it has on a lot of things, and whether it's constitutional. Christian, I want to thank you for joining us today. The topic of this you know, freedom to work. This concept of no non-competes is really a fascinating concept, and so we'll see where where it turns and what impact it has on healthcare and on business generally. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast.
1: Thank you, Scott. My pleasure.